everyone, and welcome to Season 1, a podcast where two best friends watch, review, re- and recommend TV shows that only aired for one season. My name is Presley. My name is Andrew. Welcome, everyone, back to the podcast. It's so happy. I'm so happy to have you back, as as always. Um, today, we watch Resident Advisors, a 2015 mm. show. Resident Advisors is a Hulu original television series that aired in 2015. The series follows a group of RAs, or resident advisors, and their antics in their dorm, Hutcherson Dorm, at Thoreau College. Across this short series, we see RAs getting into tricky situations with the residents, such as throwing a party at the dorm to raise awareness about and combat binge drinking, trying to promote safe sex practices but handing out condoms that have had... Uh, have been stapled to a board uh, and throwing wing event for a motivational speaker who you probably don't want trying to speak to slash motivating college students. Each episode of the series leads up to a fire that occurs in the brand new $160 million dorm, which we see occur in the penultimate episode. Uh, in the final episode, we see Olivia, the resident director of Hutcherson, played by Jamie Chung, uh, being framed for the fire while the other resident advisors and some of the students share their versions of events leading up to the fire. Olivia and Doug, a 30-year-old, 11-year veteran RA, played by Ryan Hansen and or uh, Wish version Tim Tebow, had spent, uh, the two of them had spent the night together in Doug's room, and Amy, RA, uh, played by Allison Rich, ended up filming the culprit red-handed while sitting outside Olivia's room waiting to prank her. Marissa... Doug's obsessive ex, played by Vanessa Lenges, Lenges, not really sure which one, uh, started the fire in Olivia's room to get back at her for seemingly having great chemistry with Doug, suspected they were dating, they weren't. The series ends with this video evidence coming to light and Marissa being arrested while the rest of our cast returns to their jobs slash lives slash antics. What a show. What a and concept. now you've watched literally the entire show. It is only seven episodes, which we should yeah. get into immediately. Um, it was a quick uh, two and a half seven, hour Yeah, seven, minute, seven episodes of 22 minutes each. Yep. And also a movie. This is the first thing I wanted to talk about. There's a movie? Did we so, watch the movie? I didn't watch the movie. If you go on iTunes specifically, I cannot speak yeah. to Hulu exists in this way. Right. But there is two resident advisors. They have the exact same cast. One of which that. is a TV show and one of which is a film. Hmm. And I'm and I watched the trailer for both and they're identical. So I think that when it was you know, when Hulu got rid of it and it was they originally it a show, they recut it to be a single movie. Interesting. Cause I wager what they did was they took out all the preamble about the fire that occurs like at the start of every episode in the show you see like aftermath of the fire of people evacuating of antics happening as people are evacuating throughout or of the dorm um as the fire is going on and i wager that in the movie they cut all those out and it was just one continuous storyline um that is kind of the narrative of the whole show because if you didn't do it that way i have no idea how you would cut this together to be a film or it was originally a film, and then they turned it into a show, which is even more crazy of an idea, and I don't believe that's what happened. Um, yeah, no. But yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a watch. It was a watch. Um, probably would have made for a better movie than a television series, honestly, because uh, while it would still probably not be the best movie I've ever seen, uh, it may have just landed better. Some of the like yeah. crazy antics and like whatever, because they, I mean, it wasn't like ultimately super crazy and nothing was insane. It was 
all pretty standard, like it was college stuff, right? Uh, exaggerated college, yeah. college dorm stuff, right? Like some of the stuff would have actually happened. Um, some of it, you know, was was kind of unbelievable in a way that is like made for television or a movie, yeah. right? But I think that had they cut apart or cut out those pieces, like you were saying, of the of the like little preamble fire stuff. And then just had that be like the climax of the series, and then we we end it. I think it would have been better, or the movie. Yeah, I think um, it would have been better. As if movie, you but. are or our listeners have ever seen the movie yeah. Accepted, um, yeah, it's an old Justin Long film. It, it mm-hmm. is very reminiscent of like that if it was cut into a movie, yeah, right, where it's kind of yep. a bunch of misfits trying to kind of figure out how to do the college thing. Yep, that's one hundred percent it. Yeah, um, I I don't know if I hated this show as much as you did. I don't know that I hated it. I just okay. don't think that much happened. So I don't, oh, you just I, thought I, like, it was boring then? Well, it's well, no, it's just such a short show. It's like it's so mm. hard to form an opinion because I yeah, feel I, like it goes by pretty quick. It really didn't like. It almost feels like it didn't happen. Like I literally watched it today. Yeah, you watch it. All it's the way easy watching a single day. It's, it's a like, very easy watch. To be yeah. fair to the show, like it is a very easy to watch show. Yeah, in a good way where I can just kind of yeah. put it on right. and chuckle totally. every now and then and go. Yeah, and I will say. I have a segment later on about the comedy specifically, but for what it is, it is, I think so far the best comedy that we have watched on the show so far on, on the podcast. I mean, I'd have to, I'd have to go back through the list. But the only thing that's really coming up is like running wild. And this was better than that. Yeah. Running wild was not funny. Um, and I'm trying to think of any other shows that we watched were funny. There were some funny moments in high desert, but it wasn't really a comedy. It was much more of a drama that just had some comedy. It was like a dark comedy. Yeah. That would be the closest way I would compare it. And then there was no other funny show. All the funny shows that we yeah. watched fail because, like, funny shows, if it's, like, you can't describe what makes something Reboot. not funny. Reboot was pretty funny. Reboot was a successful Reboot was comedy. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, that. well, that's true. That's true. You're, we are talking about the ones that weren't actually Because I think we good. both gave Reboot fours. yeah 100 yeah Um, i think we did and i don't know if i you know spoilers a little bit for my rating i don't think this is not a four show but it's certainly not like a zero (laughs) or a one show like i don't think that the there are some really bad moments of comedy but there's some genuine i got some good laughs out of the show uh periodically um but i think i had one you had one let's hear your one let's just talk about it i want to hear your one bit of comedy (laughs) so uh, so the one moment that I laughed at, which, which is what I remember was I, that was the only moment. And I think that's probably true. Cause everything else felt very like wrote felt very like, all right, I've seen this exact bit before. Just a right. different thing. Um, and, and I guess the part that I laughed at isn't very original either, but when, um, Doug is handing out candy in his like sensor block thing. And he's like addressing all of the people walking yeah. by in their outfits and like, Oh, the purge the purge the purge <laughs> and then this person walks up in another like white you know purge mask another purge style yeah yeah like another purge style mask and just walks up to him and he's like who are you because like he doesn't know who it is he everybody else like showed their face else, or yeah. he recognized everyone and he's like throwing out names or whatever and this person is just standing there staring at him doesn't say anything doesn't hardly move but it's just like staring right at him you can kind and of hear then, heavy breathing in the background yeah like, it's, it's yeah. subtle it's not like really heavy like implied yeah. but it's meant to be like a little spooky yeah so then he's just like standing there like what the fuck is going on this is super like you can tell that's like that's going on going on in his head he's like this is super weird and he's like been handing out candy to everyone so hands the person a like a sucker and they this person just like 
takes it out of the wrapper and it just like starts trying to quote unquote eat it because they have like a thing like a mask over their face they can't actually eat it and there's like and a little slit up, in the mouth there's so like a teeny little slit lollipop. exactly so they yeah. put it up to like the little slit and you can kind of see their tongue kind of trying to get out and, and you can hear it, it against the mask yeah exactly and yeah, the, it's just moment. it was the fact that like it wasn't even the i guess the behavior of the person wearing the mask trying to like lick it it wasn't even that it was just the situation because like his reaction was how i feel like yeah, i would he, react like, i would be like backs away like he doesn't know what to do yeah yeah i'd be like what the hell this person is so weird and i i wanna leave so i'm gonna leave <laughs> it's just like i actually because i just didn't expect it 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 made me actually laugh and a few of the interactions that he had with uh with that person uh, the first one was the funniest because it like was the most unique yeah. in that and like little series of bit. Yeah. Uh, but it keeps coming up and it is kind of funny because he's just like completely freaked out by this person because he's like, I don't know who you are. And he keeps throwing out names and they just look at him. <laughs> he just like runs away. Uh, but yeah, I, I like, I genuinely chuckled at that. I, I didn't really um, laugh or chuckle at, at really anything else. That's interesting. Um, but I mean, I think there were parts that were that were funny or like, like you were not unentertained. Like, huh. like you, there were entertaining moments, but it, sure, laughter yeah, is but, different than entertainment. I think it's like an important yeah, distinction. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like I, I guess I don't usually laugh really hard ever when I watch movies or TV shows, even if they're really funny. I'm mean, just like, dang, that was funny. Like, I, I really appreciated that. Like, I it happens all upstairs. You're not you know a belly I mean? laugher, I don't think. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. And, you know, I just went to the Paramore concert with someone, and I, and I was like, hey, look, I want you to know that I'm going to be enjoying this, but it all happens up here, and I'm not going to be like, oh, this is so I'm going to stand motionless and, like, and enjoy yeah, the music. I, well, right? I'm going to, like, dance a little bit and, like, vibe, <laughs> but, like, I'm paying attention. I'm listening to the music. I'm enjoying the showmanship of it all, but you're not going to see me outwardly, like, losing my mind. Um, and so that was just another example of this, but that one moment did break me out of like that normal, um, that like normal way I usually, yeah. I guess, react or, or don't react. Totally. And it was, it was pretty funny. Um, no, I think as far as like my, my general thoughts on the show, it, it was all right. You okay. know, it was all right. I think that it's tough judging this show because there, it, it, it feels like it just started. Yeah. And it then feels it like ended, we watched half right? Because, because literally it did, right? It was seven episodes, 20 minute episodes. Um, there wasn't a lot of it to, to, to see and to review. Right. But, um, I think that after the first few episodes, it definitely got a little stronger. Um, I think that's fair. Uh, the like motivational speaker. That was one was like, I really liked the the alcohol awareness episode too because it kind okay. of played a little bit more into like some of the relationship yeah. aspects of it between them. But um, yeah, the motivational speaker one was like, what the hell is happening? Like this motivational speaker, right? Is she walks in, she looks all poised and like she's just professional. Yeah, and all she's that. wearing like, a nice like business suit. She's yeah, like you know, and she looks like very innocent, whatever. And then she yeah. talks about being like a crack baby <laughs> and like all sorts of crazy shit and, and how I she like, like it's sucked dick out, for a crack yeah, exactly. or something like that. <laughs> and then um, you know, it's it's bleeped out for whatever reason. I think it's just the style of the show because yeah. was a lot like they always bleeped out like the f word and whatever, but. Um, yeah. So she's she's going on and on and the they the dean's kids 
are there because like uh they uh, the dean asks olivia to watch her kids and she's like oh well we'll just like have them go to the the motivational speaker thing that'll yeah, be great and be then great, right? like literally the gal opens up with like i used to or i do or whatever suck dick for crack and and they're just like oh we need to get these kids out of here and the kids are like this is funny like this is great yeah they're um, like horrified but also very entertained as children yeah. get when you like expose them to something that is yeah. not their uh their age group you know yeah yeah so it, it was kind of funny um how there was just kind of like a lot of that pull, pull, push and pull of the characters like olivia's like oh i gotta get these people out of here or yeah. these kids out of here and then uh amy uh goes with them and they they spoil the fact that also a spoiler for you uh listeners santa's not real uh <laughs> but this like 19 20 year old college student who's an ra is like sitting in front of these two kids and genuinely <laughs> and believes that genuinely thinks i don't remember exactly a, how yeah i don't remember exactly how that whole conversation unfolds or like starts but the kids are like yeah santa's not real whatever and then and then amy has this like crazy realization that like damn my parents bought all me all these to- like all these toys for me even if they couldn't afford them and didn't even take credit for it and like all this stuff was talking about how like we take our parents for granted and they're so great because they went out of their way to like not even give take credit christmas for something magic, that they yeah. gave us and give us christmas magic and uh and the kids came back at the end and were like thank you mom i love you whatever and she yeah, was just, like, like totally so thrown back by sweet. it yeah um you know it was uh that was a pretty fun episode like the first three before that were like yeah fine um uh the sex Isle episode was was kind of silly like i chuckled uh i guess internally a little bit when you know you see amy like stapling all the condoms up on the board and you're just like oh shit and like, then she's like good. and this is the second time i'm filling this up the first yeah time yeah she was like the first batch already quick. went yeah <laughs> um uh, but then you see that the kids are smart enough to be like, yeah, no, a condom with a, no, we just walked to the store and bought some. Like, no, yeah. we're not going to use that. That was a funny, um, the, none of the those, kids, like only two of the, of the, uh, the advisees, the, the, the yeah. newer the freshmen at the dorms yeah. are, are treated uh, as jokes. The rest are like treated very competently and like they're already yeah. adults, which I kind of appreciate. It would be yeah. very easy to treat these kids like, uh, like morons the whole way through, but it's really yeah. the advisors that are the morons and the kids Correct. are much more pragmatic and understanding. And obviously they go to their advisors for help, but that's like the point of the whole thing. Yeah. They'll text them and they'll be like, Hey, this weird thing is happening or Hey, someone's you know locked in the bathroom. Can you come help? Right. And it's like normal college shit. Right. But then the advisors are getting into these crazy situations that have yeah. no real world basis. And it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to like balance the two in a elegant way. Yeah. And it's, it's such an interesting problem because, like, the show, like we said, it's not a total failed comedy like we've seen in the past, right? Like, right. Running Wild is a failed comedy. There's nothing funny about it. It's not endearing. There's no character work that's really deeper than the surface level of, like, what the character is meant to be. Here they have some more nuance, and it's a little bit more interesting. But yeah. it also, like, fundamentally fails in a way that's, like, very hard to describe. And I think it's just yeah. because it's, like, too niche of a comedy realm. Because, like, the modern college experience is, like, something that only a handful of, like, people can really uh, get behind. Relate to. Like, who yeah. is the show for, right? We always ask that question, right? And I don't feel like I know who this show is for. Because you and I are yeah. in our late 20s, early 30s, right? 
and mm-hmm. I think that it still missed the mark for us people that were in co- like I was literally in college I was a sophomore in college when the show aired right I graduated college that year exactly right and, and I wasn't RA and like did this really connect with you do you think this would have connected with you when yeah. you were in that maybe it would have yeah I probably would have watched it and probably enjoyed it yeah so it's like interesting yeah. because it's like such a narrow cast like we talk about that often yeah. where it's like who is this show for like who is the Winchester for right it was for supernatural fans fans right? of the su- yeah yeah right I, and I think that this was a little wider though to be honest like oh, okay because I, I think it was anyone who went to college 10 years prior <laughs> And is it currently decade. in college okay. to that series, right? Because anybody can relate to that. Like that, that, the, you know, we get the impression that they're at like, like a state school kind of thing. It's yeah, a, like a, larger, a pretty big school yeah. um, kind of thing. It's not like a public school or whatever, but you know, specifically it's like thorough college or thorough university or whatever it's called. But um, you get the idea or the, the, the sense that it's a big school and it's kind of a bigger party school kind of thing. Um, it, it is pretty well contained in a vacuum to just the dorm. Uh, there are maybe a few scenes where they kind of yeah, explore it's past that, but basically all in the dorm, which is what it's about. Right. Um, but, but yeah, so I think it, I think anyone who went to college and lived in a dorm, whether they were a resident or an RA would, would pretty much catch on that and would, would kind of, I guess, relate to that. Like I went to, a small private school. I went to, to Pacific Lutheran University and you went to UPS, right? Um, and I even in my uh, dorm experienced some of the silly shit like that, in a, even though it wasn't a big like state party school kind of thing. So like, I think it was more relatable than, than, uh, than maybe you're leading on, but that's just from See, that's my perspective. Right? Because as somebody who, I, you know, I tried to experience those kinds of things in school, but my school is not, I was not in tap. I was not in tune with the, the goings on in that way. And so like yeah. this, this felt like a total caricature and completely unrealistic to me. So I just think it's interesting that like, you know, I think it's also subject to the history of the person that's watching it because like, yep. to me, this was like completely impenetrable in the sense of like, this is not the way that schools really are. Like I get what they're going for and there's a certain level that is practical about it. Yeah. But then there's another level that's like, this is not real. Right. And right. I, it's a show, right? It's a comedy and it's, yeah. it's absurdist, but that like, I didn't experience that level of, you know, uh, absurdity or yeah. partying or whatever in my school. So I struggled to believe it. I can understand from your perspective though, having, you know, been in a, you know, similar adjacent situations, mm-hmm. why it, it's much more approachable and maybe more, um, more relatable than, than yep. it is uh, to me. So I think I, it's very interesting to hear that from you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was obviously like a caricature in a way that it was like exaggerated a bit for, for television. Right. But yeah. pretty, I mean, decently spot on right i didn't have the exact same experiences as as they did and and all of that but like the like throwing a wing event thing which is what the motivational speaker situation right. thing was that i i wow that like that hit that was like a hundred percent what it's like as an ra to throw something yeah. you either force everyone to go and take attendance and and find some way to make them feel obligated to go or literally no one shows up right um, and I thought that was really funny cause I, I like, I resonated with that and I was like, damn, I've definitely, I definitely threw some big events where genuinely no one showed up and I was like, awesome. I get to end this early. I would have been like a little bit more the, uh, the Tyler stone, 
RA, but not as exaggerated. He's the party I was just kind of, guy, right? He's like the party guy. He's like, I'm going to confiscate all your drugs and I'm going to do them. He's like, I'm going <laughs> to take all of your booze and I'm going to drink it. Right. And like, you know, hitting on everything that walked. Um, obviously, I, you know, wasn't exactly like that, but I, you know, I partied with my residents and I was definitely not a good RA, but also a great <laughs> RA in a way. So do you think right? that you would have been in this kind of group of like, because they're not terrible RAs as I don't yeah. think that all of them are terrible RAs, and we should talk about no. this. But you were you acknowledge that you were not the strongest uh, representative. I wasn't the str- like. If you're my resident director, my boss as an RA, you don't think I'm a very good RA. Okay. If you knew everything that I did when I was an RA. Yeah. If you're my resident, I'm the best fucking RA you ever had. Yeah, and you'll probably yeah. I mean, that, like that that was how it was. Yeah. Um, that's funny. You know, because I, I I smoked weed with my residents because some of them were my best friends. And then I was never there the next year. And then the next year, I was just always there for them. I had freshmen my last year. And so we just like, you know, I saw them at parties and I tried to mentor them and just told them how to not be absolute idiots out so there in the world. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, Tyler's situation resonated hard with me. And I definitely worked with people uh, who were exactly like, um sam uh the goody two shoes like by the book everybody has to like do all of their wing events and you've got to do every you know take it seriously and it's like nobody takes it seriously you're just there in case of an emergency to like call someone else so that something happens like you know or that something bad doesn't happen or you know has been locked Um, out or whatever yeah like don't get me wrong i definitely like had to have some difficult conversations and and uh whatever but but yeah so um, this is a whole nother side of you, Andrew, that me <laughs> and the podcast listeners are yeah. going to see for the first yeah, time. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's actually really funny to me. I think the, not because, I think my favorite situation for a character is Doug's character. Okay. Like, he's not my favorite character. I don't know that I have one because I didn't really, like, care like ton for every single character in the show. But the career RA persona is like massively hilarious it's, to me it's i was very like funny because i was just about to ask you like who's your favorite of yeah. the five right because there's basically five ra characters that yeah. each have like a very yeah. specific archetype yeah and i was curious who who your favorite is if you had to pick one because you kind of said you didn't just now but I, I want you to pick one i guess it would probably be doug um because he in a way is like one of the biggest fuck-ups as an ra but he's also the best yeah, it's. It, I like, was gonna talk about this because Doug's yeah. my favorite too. Yeah, and just to like elaborate on your point, like he is a thirty-five-year-old man that has like six master's degrees because he just keeps going to getting like yeah. bullshit degrees. I don't know so that he's thirty-five, but I think they he's say like he's a, in the he's 30s. like thirty or something. Yeah. yeah. Um. But anyways, but he like keeps he's going to the school so he can keep being an RA because he loves yeah. it so much, and yeah. it's so interesting because he like unironically cares about the residents and like genuinely yeah. wants to help them yep. and do a good thing for them. And even the like screwed up logic that he uses is like in an attempt yes. to help them. He throws this yeah. like massive rager party at the start of the year and he at the dorm and like makes dorm. everybody go to it. And yeah, exactly. And he, he gets blackout drunk, like completely annihilated, but then he tricks all the residents into thinking that they're drinking when they're actually yeah. not. Yep. Which again is kind of clever, but also really fucked up, 
because he wants them to see how horrible binge drinking is and yeah. by and his he example. sets the example, yeah. And it's like um, this crazy backwards logic that kind of makes sense. And you're like, well, he's doing it because he actually cares about these kids and yeah. wants them to be successful and he knows all he their names. Yeah. He knows what they like. It's so interesting. It's like he genuinely funny. He doesn't want funny. them to do what he is literally about to do to himself. Exactly. Right? Um, you know, it's kind of funny. He, he starts off by taking five shots of vodka right from the rip and then <laughs> he does a power hour. Yeah. And then he does a power hour for six hours. And I don't know if you've ever done a power hour, Presley. Do you know, Tell you know what that is, what right? That is, yeah. So anybody who doesn't know a power hour is where, uh, you know, their playlists and stuff. So it makes it very easy. You don't have to track the time. You just have to do a song change, but for an hour on the minute, every minute of the hour, you take a shot of beer. Yeah, so it's not like a full shot of like hard liquor because that's a way to kill yourself. Because you would literally die. Yeah, but, but it's a shot of beer. Yeah, and so it's still like a pint of beer every like six minutes or something like that. You know, it's like still you end a up lot drinking like five or six beers in an hour. Yeah. Um, and let me tell you, thinking about it in the way of like, oh, it's just one shot of beer per minute. That's not that bad. I've done power hours multiple times, and I have not finished some of them because you're too full. You just get really drunk. Yeah. And you just feel like shit. Um. But they're also a lot of fun, and they're, when done responsibly, a lot of uh, fun to do with your friends. Uh, if you're of age, uh, and... We're not encouraging underage drinking. I'm not encouraging underage drinking. I'm not even encouraging binge drinking, but if you have a couple buds, and you're looking for a way to change up how you drink with each other, do a power hour. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> that's the bad RA coming out. Um, this is, I love this side of Andrew that we're getting yeah that we're sharing with our listeners right now because it's so uh some of our listeners are people that andrew went to school with but i am yeah, not correct. one of those people so learning yeah. about this is so fun to me I yeah like, i mean i have I, a big smile on my face because of it i did a power hour in uh my ra's room my ra cody with like three four of my best friends and cody was one of them um we did a power hour in his room when he was on duty wow and so you know, like we, we were the dogs, just not, uh, by our tenure. Um, yeah. You weren't, you, you right. Weren't I wasn't there old. for four, five, six, eleven years. Yeah. He has like six um, master's degrees, which is so funny to yeah. me. Cause they're all in like stupid thing. They're not in yeah. like serious, uh, disciplines right they're in like, yeah right you know i think they mentioned one is in like beekeeping right where it's like yeah, some, of course that's yeah. important but it's not something you should get a master's degree in i don't think yeah it's unless you're like absolutely seriously like keeping bees and like but trying to save the planet via bees excuse. and like you know but he's not right yeah i think one unless, of them is yeah. he does like a physical therapy but it's just so he can like give good massages and then like he's during their sex awareness episode they're doing one where he's like giving massages to all his male residents to teach them how important intimacy is over just having sex again it's like these interesting contradictions where like clearly he would just bone anything that moves but he's like genuinely trying to teach these kids how to have better like relationships and love lives it's so wild to me um because it's it's so absurd and to, it reminds me a lot about Reboot, where there's some of this absurd comedy where they're really mm-hmm. playing up the the idea of uh, a, of a standard kind of thing. Like resident advisors is a very normal kind of thing. Plenty of people who go to school yeah. have RAs, but then they're they're taking the caricature of those characters up a notch, right? In the same way that yeah. Reboot right. took the these actors and kind of turned them up three notches from probably what they're normally like, right? And so I, totally. I, 
I think that that works in a lot of ways. It also fails in a lot of ways, which is unfortunate. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, just a note on the like the the foot massage thing is like he's he's got a PhD or not a PhD. He's got one of his master's degrees in like physical therapy, right? So he's given right. this dude this like big husky guy like the best foot massage this dude has ever had hitting all these pressure points and the dude's like basically fall like falls in love with him yeah and you can see like it's not it's very subtle but you just if you're paying attention and watching the show you'll notice the dude's like basically like he's feeling very good when he's getting this foot massage and then there's a couple scenes later on where the dude's standing there and Doug walks by and he looks at him like very longingly right, and very yeah. lovingly. It's, it's, it's one like, of those subtle, funny, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, visual gags that you know they're yeah. not they're not harping on it too much. But every time he walks by, yeah. there's always a subtle look. Yeah, that you're right about. So they, you know, to to the credit of the show, and um, I guess I can go into like like my goods and bads. Yeah, let's do uh, it. naturally here is kind of like a little segue. Is one of the goods is like they had little bits like that that were really good. Like they were pretty well written. Not gonna lie. Like those little teeny things like that, um, those little subtle pieces of humor, um, and just the silliness of it, right? Like it felt very, uh, as we kind of discussed, it felt very like accurate in a way to like the dollar, the dorm lifestyle. It was just a little bit exaggerated, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, they um, turned it up a few like, notches from what it yeah, normally is. Yeah, right. Of course, they're going to. I mean, it's television, right? Yeah. But like for for someone like me, I related with a lot of it, um, as you as you just heard. Um, so I think that was a good. Is that should you have been someone who had that type of experience where you lived in a res hall uh, or a dorm and you were an RA or not, you might relate to some of that experience. Um, and so I think it was successful for the for that. I think uh, I think the bad was just on the same hand some of the humor. Like it just didn't some of it didn't land. Yeah. And it just was. It felt very quickly written. Yeah. Like the and whole series, right? It wasn't super deep. It wasn't very like. And not every show has to be right, no. but like uh, even even a silly comedy show that like Brooklyn Nine Nine. Right. It's just an example that comes to mind. Very silly, very lowbrow, all that. It still has some depth to it. Yeah. Totally. Right. There's still uh, character development and there's still like little story beats that you see across the series that kind of randomly come up and they're very subtle and whatnot. Now, had they written more than seven episodes, maybe we see it. Yeah, maybe. Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, but that that was one of the things that was lacking in the show. And I think ultimately why it probably one of the reasons why it failed was that just didn't have as much depth as probably was necessary. Yeah, I think you're you're probably right there. Um, and I think that it's like, it's one of those so subjective qualities of comedy. Like we know, as we've talked, you know, innumerable times about comedy, it's like some people laugh and some people just won't, right? And it's just like, yeah. it, yep. it's one of those, it, you got to thread the needle so carefully. And yeah. it's why certain comedians are really successful and other comedians just never take off, right? Because some people can really thread that needle really well. I think there are moments where it threads the needle and I think there are moments where it doesn't. I mean, good for me is I think that the, all of the five RAs are, have a, have a good enough character, individualized characters where you know what's going on with them at any given time, yeah. what their motivations are. Totally. And I like that. Like, I like that there's distinctions amongst them and they have internal conflicts to one another. They do not all agree all the time. In fact, 90% of the show is them disagreeing about something stupid and it's kind of, 
that is funny to me, right? Watching them completely flounder at like the most basic of problems is really entertaining. And so I think that's like where the show succeeded for me. And I think where the show failed again to the same tune, exactly what you're saying is like the comedy, right? Like there's just so many things in here that just do not land are completely insensitive are uh, horribly dated for a show that it was only eight years old. And it's, it's kind of wild to me in a lot of ways because Hulu tends to be pretty smart about this kind of stuff. And I feel like this was maybe their super early days of creating original content and, or it was a show that they kind of, it was made somewhere else and then they picked up and distributed it, right? Like it was not made by them directly. I don't know the the backstory. And I think that could lead to why it was like also a movie. Maybe I kind of want to dig more into it, but I'm too lazy to. Uh, and, you know, it, I think to its detriment, it was too short. You know, it's helpful for us when we're making the podcast and we only have to watch seven 20-minute episodes. But, like, if you had had, let's say, 10 episodes even of the same pace, of the same types of characters, of the same types of stories, I probably would have enjoyed it more just because getting more of it would have allowed me to see more of the characters, see more of the comedy, see more of what potential it had. Because on the surface, it has a lot of potential. It actually reminded me a lot of, uh, I don't know if you ever watched the show, uh, Party Down. It recently got rebooted with another season, but it was like one of Adam Scott's earliest shows. Uh, Lizzie, uh, Lizzie Kaplan, is that her name? I think it is. Um, early shows. It was on Showtime, and it was like this, it was a very ahead of its time kind of, comedy uh mockumentary style show and it reminded me a lot of that because it's like this kind of like very it's it's just about a, a catering company called party down right and it's the the caterers at their jobs only you only ever see them in the context of their jobs right just like this right ra's only in the context of them being ra's um but it it just had a lot of the same structure and same feelings and same awkwardness that I liked about party down. And it just didn't have enough room to breathe and grow uh, in the way that really let it be successful. Okay. So now that I've gone over my good and bad, it's time to talk about the various humors that the show brings up. And just to our point, right? Like this is not humor. This is ironic humor. This is humor that isn't real humor that the show plays off as humor. My, my excited, do not think are funny. My excited quote unquote humors. My excited ooh may have been a little preemptive. I apologize. Yes. Um, it, it, okay. So this right. is the bad humor portion. Okay. This is the bad. This is the humor <laughs> that we don't look for. Oof. Okay. Uh, and think is bad. Yeah. Johnny, uh, so, edit that one out. Uh, I was not excited <laughs> to hear about this. I promise. No, it's, we're, we're leaving it. Uh, <laughs> okay. So the first one is uh, sexual assault humor. Oh, fuck. Again, all these yeah. humors are in heavy, heavy air quotes. Yeah. I'm not going to say it every time, but it is very much implied for every single one of these. Right. Uh, for instance, the first time that we're ever seeing any of our characters is when the fire's going on, and the lead RA, uh, the resident director, is standing there, and someone comes to offer a hug in like solidarity. And you're like, oh, that's sweet, like of them to like console them, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. But then like he's like, you know, if there's anything I can do for you, please let me know. And she's like, can you please get your hands off my ass? Uh, and it's like not great yeah. at all not funny and this same character that does that is also a character that every single second is hitting on any woman that moves right does not matter any opportunity to hit on a woman he is taking even when uh, he knows by their attitude and whatever that it's non-consensual he is still or like that they're not interested or anything of the matter they can even yeah, literally tell him that he will still push it um that's Precisely. just not not cool yep 
Uh, so next up is uh, gender identity humor. Uh, not great. Uh, this one comes in the form of, I believe it's on the first episode, yep. where uh, there is a man and a woman who were uh, housed together because the man is named Leslie. And so it, he he was mistaken to be a woman just because of the the name Leslie ten, tends to be a, right. a, a more effeminate name, and uh, so they're trying to resolve this issue. And so they're like, "Oh, there's a person in the single. We can go find go talk to the person in the single. Uh, if they're a man or a woman, it doesn't matter because we can just kind of take whatever uh, is not appropriate and we'll put them in the single. Right? It'll be an easy kind of transition. Yeah. And then of course the person they, they knock on the door to uh, very clearly is non-binary. Uh, and uh, you know is is not presenting in any distinct way. Yeah. And uh, they do not handle it well. Uh, they proceed to not instead of just politely asking, "Hey, how do you identify?" Because we're trying to resolve this issue uh, amongst uh, people who who are a man and a woman and can't mm-hmm. be housed together. Uh, they instead take them to the bathroom, uh, tell them to use the restroom. They go into the gender neutral restroom instead mm-hmm. of a gender male or gender female restroom. Uh, resulting in then one of them trying to go into the bathroom to uh, spy on them in their uh, half-naked form to try and identify what they're like, which is not how gender works, as we know. Uh, All problem, all bad. It's all terrible. Not, not, not good. (laughs) The three knots really sold it for me there. It was bad. Uh, Next up is polygamy humor. Hmm. I don't necessarily endorse polygamy, uh, but the fact that this woman, uh, one of the one of the residents, uh, basically was in like a polygamist cult uh, yeah. for all of her adolescence, is played off as a joke every single time instead of an actual trauma that should be addressed by you know uh, yeah. professionals uh, in a way that is uh, very problematic in a lot of ways. Yeah, I so, feel like the uh, the polygamy humor piece was a little bit more about um, like the cult part of it and like the, yeah. the abusive cult part of things more than the polygamy But even thing. then it's not handled well. But even then it's not handled well, right? Like they kind of make a mockery of polygamy and it is a very like valid way to live life and experience love and intimate relationships. And we're not here to tell you that it is okay or not okay. Do what you want to do as long as everybody consenting, right? But right. they make it a mockery and as if it's right. not they, a real they play it off thing as a joke. Yeah. and play it off as, as if people who are in polygamous relationships or ethically non-monogamous relationships are a joke and are weird and which is the big problem which is the problem um and the fact that she like she's at one point she's just like yeah it's so weird to be showing my neck yeah and it's like clearly you're in a situation you know you're you're in the united states you're in a in a culture that doesn't prohibit uh women to show their bodies right and you are it's it's again being played off as a joke right it's not like she is muslim and is you know being able to adjust her wardrobe accordingly uh it is uh you know a person who is in an abusive familial relationship that is uh clearly being played for a laugh yeah which is a shame uh next up is poverty humor a lot of jokes about uh, characters who are working multiple jobs to put yeah. themselves through school and how silly that is, which is not funny in any way, shape, or form. And it's just somebody who's yeah. doing their best. And on the other hand, how very rich, affluent people are there just because they fucking want to be and just Correct. have an experience and, and fuck off. And yeah. and their family has paid for various buildings in the school, yeah. along with an entire episode about squatters who are... Uh, basically living in the dorm Mm -hmm. uh, without any consent or without going to the school and like the ways in which that plays out. Yeah. All problem, all bad, as I said in the last one. And the finally, we got some good old stalker humor. Uh, 
uh, Doug Wiener's character is stalked by his ex-girlfriend who is genuinely extremely problematic, has a restraining order. Yeah. Uh, Doug has a restraining order against her and she is uh, legitimately like uh, really problematic and it's played off every single time as a laugh. Yeah. She's the one that lights the fire. That is the instigator for the whole series basically uh, of what we're seeing. And uh, it is like, Oh, isn't it funny that this really attractive woman is obsessed with this guy, mm-hmm. but uh, stalking is a serious problem in cute. our society it's, and yeah. it shouldn't be played for jokes at all. Yeah. It's not cute. And it's not even cute when it's a woman who's doing it. Right. Like I well, feel yeah. like that's part of the joke is like, exactly, Oh, she's right, a, an attractive not... woman and she's super yeah. into him. And like, I think the, ex- the re the reaction they expect is, Oh, well that guy's clearly an idiot. She's hot. You know what I mean? And right, it's like, exactly. that's not appropriate. Like it doesn't matter who's attractive or not attractive. If they're like, Whatever the dynamic or situation is, it's not okay. Yep. So they previously dated, he broke it off, and she won't let it yeah. go. And it is always played as a comedy beat yeah. and never played as a serious, like, hey, we should yeah. deal with this. Yeah. Like, hey, this is problematic. Hey, this is whatever it is. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so that is the show in a nutshell and yeah. why a lot of the humor just fundamentally doesn't work, yeah. like we talked about. Like, there are times when the setup is really well done, mm-hmm. where it's thought out, and the character motivations are clearly laid out. And then there are plenty of times where it's like, wow, isn't it funny to laugh at this woman who seriously has like problems right. that she needs to address therapeutically or, or in some way, right? Yeah. Or isn't it funny that this woman uh, was raised in an extremely abusive family structure uh, in a polygamous kind of cult, right? Yeah. Like, and it's never funny. It's never, it never lands. It's yeah. always bad. And then every now and then they'll throw in a fart joke, right? And that was like the one I omitted, but it's the, it's also important because yeah. there's a bunch of just like fart humor and it's like, okay, I guess that's funny for to a four year old, but it's not really funny to the target audience as we talked about earlier, yeah. right? Like who is the audience for this for? It's not people that are going to laugh at fart comedy. Yeah. No. <clears throat> yeah. And, and the thing is, it's like, is it was in 2015, right? Like I, my last year in college was 2015. We were yep. not laughing at this. We were not no. laughing at this kind of stuff. We were in the middle of having learned that stuff and advocating for uh, more people to learn and to educate. And so it's just, it's a bit tone deaf, I think, to the college experience, at least that I had, um, and that I, that a lot of my yeah, friends had. Um, you know, not everywhere, not every college has those conversations and is uh, as I guess progressive as as ours were. But still, it's just it's totally it's tacky. It's uh well, and it goes a step further, funny. Than that, right? Because it's inappropriate. Not only like if I think about it, right? I I think about like the 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 kind of jokes that they're making about gender identity, right? And then the way that they solve the problem in that episode, instead of uh, trying to uh, naturally discover the way that this person identifies, this third yeah. party, they basically force the, the, the guy in the dorm to identify as a woman, right. which is not the way that that works yeah. and is super offensive to people that are actually working on that transition or identify yep. differently than the gender that they're born with or whatever, yep. right? 100%. And so it's it's like... it it, it takes it even a step further than just like, oh, isn't it funny that this person's non-binary, which obviously it isn't, but then it goes, it doubles down and it's like, oh, well, you're Miss Flowers, even though you're a man, right? Yeah. And it's like, it, it's it's so tone deaf in that way. And then later on in that show, in the final the episode, episode, they play they're like again. interrogating this guy and they're using very stereotypical uh, 
uh, language that was used throughout all of history to put women down yep. on this man. And it's like, you're, you're, you're making it even worse than it already was, right? Yeah. Like it's already bad. And now you're making it even worse. And you don't do that to the other women. You just do it to this, this guy that shouldn't have been asked to do that this was like all. put and on record like, to identify as a woman so they could get away with having made it, the mistake. And it's so yeah. tone deaf and it's like, they could have handled it in six other ways that would have been actually yeah. better and also like informative and, uh, appropriate. Right? right. And they just choose not to because they think it's funny when it's not. And yeah. it's like, it's, it's genuinely unfortunate because then the, it really takes away from a lot of the actual funny moments of the show. Agreed. Yeah. I think that's probably, so, uh, one of the main reasons why it, it didn't it didn't really succeed was that type of humor. I just don't think people were into it. Um, yeah, and it it doesn't work, right? It doesn't like work. It, it it even in in twenty fifteen, you know, eight years ago, all things considered, yeah. people knew better, and people, they should yeah, have known exactly. better long ago. Of course, exactly. they didn't, but like we still knew better back then. And it's like, wow, it's not funny to to joke about cults. It's not funny to joke about someone's gender identity, whatever it is, yep. right? Totally. So. You know, all of this is a long-winded way of saying, like, that's what doesn't work. And that's why I think both of us kind of didn't like the show all Mm -hmm. in all. Yeah. Uh, Well, speaking of liking the show or not, Presley, if you wouldn't mind, let's go ahead and recap our star ratings. And then why don't you let us know what you thought? Yeah. Uh, So zero stars is should never have been the thought. Should never have been an idea in someone's brain. And the fact that it ever was a show is bad and horrible and terrible. Uh, One is the should have been a pilot only maybe written a script don't actually make a show and watch the pilot and then throw it in the garbage uh two stars out of five is the it got a season it doesn't need another season it was it was bad but you know it wasn't like it it, it didn't it didn't it wasn't so horrible to never have existed you know uh, three is the watch at your own risk is the we may have enjoyed it we may have not it's kind of middle of the road maybe if it had gotten another season it could have kind of uh, solidified a little bit more been a little bit better uh, but otherwise was uh, kind of unmemorable not needing more four is the good shows they should have gotten another season you know they they, they deserve more and they didn't get it and it's a shame because they were good not uh not insanely good, just just needed more time, needed more needed more show. Yep. And then five is the like these were the the landmark shows that got missed out on. These were the next big things that uh, society as a whole was not ready for, uh, canceled for stupid reasons kind of shows. Uh, and yeah, so those are our star ratings. I think that this is very solidly a two. Hmm. I think we got a season. I think we don't need more. I think there were some funny moments. I think. If you'd given us more of that season, I could have bumped it to a three, uh, but it's just not. It didn't. It didn't hold me enough to really merit more than a two. What about you? Uh, you know, I as you were talking and and kind of recapping, I, I was trying to think like, is this a one? Is this a two for me? Um, I, I think I've got to go two, uh, because I think that the idea of the show was good. Right. Okay. The foundation of the, the, the show was good. And like personally, yeah. I, as you all just listened and, and heard, I related with a lot of that. Um, yep. And I thought that there were some pieces in there that were were fun to kind of like think about and be like, oh, I was kind of in a situation similar to that at one point. Right. Um, and so, you know, I think I would have wanted to see a few more episodes. And I think that would have maybe better solidified the series, like you said. Uh, so I think I'm going to go too. I think I've got to okay. go too. 
choose um, across the board then. Yeah, it's interesting. I think this is the first two in a while. I, I think we've been on kind of a one, a one streak, if memory serves correct. Yeah, the shows we've been um, watching have not been good. We've taken some pretty bad shows, and, and we're really sorry for that. Except actually, Midnight Club was pretty was pretty decent. I think we um, both gave it threes. Yeah, yeah, but before you that, you might have given it a four, and I gave it three. Yeah, before that, man, it's been it's been it's been a rough one. Thanks for uh, thanks for being part of the ride, folks. Um, <laughs> yeah, as we dog on all these canceled shows and find that they Before were we get appropriately anything canceled. Else, I, assuming that this wasn't canceled, yeah. Andrew, what would you have wanted for more of it? I wasn't going to bring have... this up. Because uh, no, I thought about it. It's no, I know. an important part of the show. Um, you know, I think because we didn't have uh, a super strong plot, it was more <laughs> sitcom, right? Where it's just like, these people show up, there's the there's situation this day. Plot, there is some right, very yeah. subtle plot, but it's not very strong, right? Like, we don't have yeah, a lot no, to grip right. on. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think we just see, like, more of those antics, more of the crazy things that they get up to or the stupid situations they put themselves in and, and find ways to dig out. Uh, we probably see um, Olivia and Doug grow closer and kind of maybe figure out and flirt with the idea of being a relationship after just being told by the dean that they are not allowed to be because um, they have like a, a uh, like subordinate, um, which call it like manager uh, employee situation, and that's not appropriate. It's not allowed. Um, well, and of course they do it in a very comedic way where it's like, yeah, and she's gonna be on top of you and of, writing of you course. so yeah. hard, right? Because be, they couldn't yeah. just let it be like, hey, you can't date this person because yeah. they're your your, yeah. your direct boss. Yeah, they right? had to go for the low, the low, the low brow, uh, stupid humor in that one. Um, yeah, yeah. So I I think really there's not a lot to go on other than I think we see, um see that like romance you maybe see like tyler and sam who are polar opposites as far as people and ra's maybe learn a little bit from each other uh you know sam learns to live a little bit more and chill a little bit more and tyler learns to be a little more responsible um okay i think those are just kind of same as like 12 jobs for context yeah Yeah, i think that's Uh, just kind of is the party boy that got into the school because his parents paid for everything exactly so um you know i think we just see some of that um and I, those are like kind of the overarching themes. I don't know if that's all specifically in season two. But that's really all I can pull out of it. What yeah. about you? Uh, I think it would have been fun for the next big, you know, the way that the show was structured, every episode kind of started with this Halloween fire right. going on. And it would have been fun to see a similar thing with uh, uh, the Doug and what's her name? What's Amy Chung's name? Olivia. Uh, Olivia the two of theirs relationship like spiraling into some massive problematic issue and them trying to cover it up at like the start of each episode. Like that's Mm. what we're leading to. And then it's like six weeks earlier, five weeks earlier, whatever. Yeah. So I think that would have been fun to be like, that's the next big conflict that arises. Uh, And I agree with you that we could just get some more character work. We could see uh, more uh, weird interactions amongst the, the students and Mm -hmm. the RAs because like the students being so normal and responsible is always really funny compared to the RAs. I think that was fun. Um, and I think that's like the bread and butter of the show and where it really shined and they should have leaned more into it um, with, with them being the, the RAs being the incompetent ones and the residents being the competent ones, especially when you have like a 30 something guy who should know better doing all these stupid things. He's one of the worst. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. So I think there's like, uh, you said it, I think I said it, the bones are right. The, the idea is fun. The execution is poor. The comedy's yeah. bad. 
Um, and it's, it's just a shame that it doesn't land uh, as well as either of us, I think, would like it to. Uh, because like if the show had been 10 episodes and had focused a little bit more on some character work, a little bit more on, you know, the relationships between these characters as they're growing and developing, yeah. which they do in some points. And that's probably the strongest stuff in the show, aside from some of the funny moments, uh, this show would have succeeded a lot more. I agree. And maybe not been turned into a movie. It's so confusing. I yeah. Want to get to the bottom we'll of have it. to maybe look I'll into that. Update you the, next, uh, next episode. Yeah. Maybe you'll have to look into that. The, uh, their Wikipedia pages in, incredibly sparse um so you'd have to can't you'd rely have to, on wikipedia can't rely on wikipedia you gotta rely um, on us which is really a shame rely on us, which is even worse um <laughs> so yeah um well hey uh thanks for listening we appreciate you guys coming along for the ride to learn Absolutely. about resident advisors uh you can find us on our social media at season underscore one underscore pod um as well as our subreddit r slash uh, season underscore one underscore pod um, we have threads and TikTok and stuff. Um, we're mostly active on Instagrams where we have most of y'all, uh, checking us out. Uh, but give we us got a follow threads, there. Baby. We got threads. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're hip, even though I'm 30, we're hip. We're, uh, we're, we're doing it. Um, and we really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, if you do totally. enjoy the episode or you enjoy the show, uh, please give us a rating, uh, give us some comments, let us know what you think. We do uh, always appreciate hearing your feedback and your thoughts and uh, whether or not you enjoyed this show. If you watched along, we'd love to hear more about about that. Uh, Andrew, are you ready to hear the next show that we're going to be watching uh, that hopefully our our listeners will tune in for? I think I'm ready, but Uh, I don't know. This is an extremely well-regarded show. Oh, oh. Very recent. Okay. It's canceled very unexpectedly. Oh, it is the show 1899 on Netflix. 1899. Okay. Yes, it's kind of like a uh, a horror thriller mystery kind of all wrapped into one Ooh. about people on a boat, I believe, um, in 1899. Okay. I remember it having very very strong reviews and people being very upset that it was canceled after one all season. All right. Um, and so I'm looking forward to kind of digging into what it would be like. Uh, I'm picking the scary show this time instead of you forcing it upon me. You have the control. <laughs> I have the power. Oh, man. Um, I don't know if it's actually particularly scary. Yeah. I just remember hearing that it was kind of like on the border. Thriller-esque or, or something. Know, yeah. Like adjacent. Okay. Right? It's kind of creepy. Okay. Uh, creepy, weird. Uh, Lovecraftian is another word I've heard mm. kind of describe it, but not in like the direct sense. I don't know. We're going to find out. Okay. So we'll, we'll discover it. Uh, in two weeks time and we look forward to our listeners tuning into the episode and tuning into the show if they they so wish Um, but until then my name is Presley my name is Andrew and we watch it so you don't have to